Welcome to Carney Pie. Oh, we're here. It's another week. I'm John Brandt. Is there anyone else here? I'm <laughs> Brett. Know. Hey, I'm Brett. I'm here. You're here. Welcome, Brett. <laughs> I'm Carson. Glad to be here. Oh, Carson's here. We're going to learn about Carson. And Chelsea. Chelsea's here. <laughs> Everybody's here. It's uh, September. Uh, let's see. It rained a lot last night. Did anybody get flooded out? Speaking of water, oh. no, no damage, but uh, we have a, a a warehouse and it looks more like a castle with a moat. Oh no, that's no good. Yeah. Chelsea, you good? You know, in front of our shop, it was. You could tell that the water had because there's only one drain on the street where we uh-huh. are, and you could tell the water had come up over the curb because a lot of our um, landscaping got kind of swept away. Swept away. We're good. We're gonna learn about your landscaping. We're gonna learn about your shop. <laughs> yeah, We're gonna learn yeah. about all the fun things we have here. Brett, how are you? I'm good. It's I good. was not affected by the rain at all. I slept, <laughs> I slept great. Um, I didn't so, sleep. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I don't sleep anymore. Oh, that's a problem. Is it? You should see. Should I about talk that. to somebody yeah, about that? I think you should see somebody for that. All right. Well, let's let's start with our first little question here. So, my first little question for everybody is: uh, What was the first music concert or sporting event that you remember going to, and and what were your thoughts on it? What did you like it or not? What do we got? Let's start with Carson. Carson, why don't you say your name and then who's to your left? Let's do that. Yeah, my name is Carson. Uh, Brad is to my left. Carson, do you have a last name or are you uh, just yeah. like Cher? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. You're Cher? Uh, no, there's another Carson in the building, so I can't There do is. That. You're right. Yeah, Carson we won't Rao talk about my him. name, though. Carson Rao? Yeah. Rao, welcome. Mm-hmm. And who's to your left? Uh, Brett Inns. Brett Inns. Brett Inns, who's to your left? Chelsea. I didn't catch your last name. Bevancy. Bebensy. That's why, I, but that is fun. <laughs> it's a Isn't it fun? Bebensy. It is. That's so, Carson, you said you uh, went to a concert one time? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I think my story's funny. I grew up an Oklahoma Sooner fan. That's where I was born. Oh, boo. And, um, yeah, I know. Uh, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, my very first... You guys can identify with this because Nebraska's been bad for 20 years, but... Uh, my, Ouch. I know, Coming my, in hot. My, my first uh, you know, major event was going to an Oklahoma game during their... Uh, very strong down period. It was, it was, those were bad times. And they played a Colorado team, which at the time was a top five. That was in their championship run in the late 90s, early yes, 2000s. Yes, yeah, I remember. And I remember a Colorado fan standing outside the stadium with a Will Coach Oklahoma for food Ooh. sign. And I'm still hurt by that. How oh. old were you? That's a great question. I was born in 75, so uh, 16, 15, 16 years old, maybe. And that was yeah. the first event you went to that you remember? That I can recall, yeah. Yeah. Did the Colorado coach end up coaching Oklahoma? I don't know. It's a little uh, You know, I, I don't believe so, but Oklahoma ran through a bunch of unsuccessful <laughs> coaches. And again, yeah, you that's all can very feel similar. Our pain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Brett. enjoying your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what was yours? Well, I'm the classic music theater nerd. Okay. What I remember is my first show. That you did or that you watched? That I watched. And what would that be? And it was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. (laughs) Totally classic. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Oh, my gosh. I loved it. I I bought a sweatshirt. I got merch. A Technicolor sweatshirt? It was white, and it had the little, like, Pharaoh Eye logo in rainbow on it. I still remember it was embroidered. It was, like, my prized possession for for a while. You need to get another one. I do because I can't believe I kept everything and I don't still have that sweatshirt. <laughs> and I, some days I think, oh, I really wish I still had that. Of course, it wouldn't fit. But. No. Well, go to the eBay. See if you can find I it. I bet I could. I bet you could. 
Go look for it right now. Why don't you look for it right where we're doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> those, those vintage things can really be high price. Yeah, they are. I now, know. Right? Yeah. Oh my okay. goodness. Okay, Chelsea, what about you? Anything? A lot of different ones. Well, my first uh, concert would have been that I can remember. I think I was in third grade. It was the Buffalo County Fair. Uh, 90s, so like 90s country, right? Diamond Rio was a band Diamond that Rio. was super hot yes. then. Um, and so I can remember going with my mom, and I'm in third grade and like know all the words, don't know what they mean, probably right. just belting it out. But um, they had made a line of um, like you could buy them at Walmart. They had they were almost like Hot Wheels, but they were tour buses of major country stars, right? <laughs> so I'm my third grade little you know self, and I had a Diamond Rio one. Oh wow! And so after the show, my mom we like went up to a security <clears throat> guard and we're like, hey, would there be any chance that they would sign this for me? This is my first concert ever. Yeah. And so he took it backstage to wherever they were at, and they all signed it. So the I Diamond have, Rio. Signed how big it? was yeah. this car? What, it, I mean, how did you get? All well, like a, it was like a tour bus, like but like a Hot Wheels wow. version, but maybe a little bigger than a Hot Wheels, I guess. But yeah, all their names are on the top of it. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I could not crazy. name a single member of Diamond. I mean, Rio. I Diamond and Rio, <laughs> Diamond, <laughs> Mr. Diamond. I'm sure there's a Randy. It's and Neil a... Diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Chelsea it was kind of cool, though, because um, they just came back again, what, the summer before last? Or when were they? They were here were they? recently again. Did you bring them the bus? I looked for it, but I can't <laughs> find it. I hate to it's admit that. It's with my sweatshirt. That. Yeah, it's with your sweatshirt. It's with your sweatshirt. Somewhere. Yeah. What but was yeah, the Buffalo so. County Fair like back in the day? I just remember it being a lot of fun, but I did 4-H and oh, things okay. like that, and so I lived there that week. Bunnies you know? or cows or goats? Uh, mostly sewing, actually. Oh. I did take a sheep one year, but I wasn't super successful with livestock, so I did more of like the baking and sewing and things like that. Well, that's which, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Well, thank you for sharing. We'll get to know a little bit more about you in a little bit. What, so uh, what was yours? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, sorry. Mine was the Chase County Fair. It was. Um, oh, I went to that every year. I did. We too. were probably there at the same time. We I forget. You're from were. Ogallala. I got. Yes. Um, I got free rides, um, and so we went down for unlimited rides. And I got to see Willie Nelson. Nice. He was my first concert. I was nice. six years old, and uh, they used to have some really, really big acts down there at the Chase County Fair. It was kind of the Western Nebraska State Fair, and so yeah, it was Willie Nelson. Nice. It was fun. It's a That's great cool. first act. Yeah, yeah it was in the front row. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we have. Carson Rowe, right? Row. Row. Not Rowe because the Whitewater thing. <laughs> that would be too I want to say Rowe. It would, would be too much. Too, uh, too much alignment going on. <laughs> or there. would it be just right? Yeah. Well, I, listen, I, I know it's different, and so I'll, t I'll answer to anything. Well, thank you. Rowe. Uh, Mr. Rowe is from Oklahoma originally. Yeah. Um, north, South, Panhandle. Uh, my dad wrestled at the University of Oklahoma in the 1960s, and oh, wow. so we lived in Norman, which is where the university's yeah. at, but I was born in Oklahoma City. Uh, pregnancy complications caused sure. my mom to have to be transferred to Oklahoma City. And this was hospital. the 70s you grew up? Yes. Okay. Yes. And did, how long were you in Oklahoma? About a year, and then we moved to Arkansas. Oh. And then Kansas. The bulk of my childhood was around Norton, Kansas, which is an yeah. hour and a half yeah. or yeah. so south of here. and. Did you also wrestle? Because Norton's a big wrestling community. Uh, they're huge. I, I didn't uh, have wrestling at a smaller school I went to earlier, so I did start when I was a junior. I, I uh, made it to state my senior year, but I was 
nothing uh, to, to honor my father's legacy for sure. So That's I'm so sure cool. you did fine. Yeah. And so you were in Arkansas when you were in high school or in Kansas? Uh, I went to high school in Kansas. Okay. And you were in Norton? Uh, both Jennings, Kansas, and Norton, Kansas. I went Would, to two junior highs, two high schools, two colleges. A theme here. Okay, right? so when and you that's do why that, being in Kearney for twenty-eight years that's now is weird. a pretty big achievement for me. That's, <laughs> that's over half my life. So, so when you move around like that as a kid, like you got to make friends quick, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you got to be adaptable, and you got to uh, you know learn your your area do you have a favorite uh place that you went to when you grew up do you have, have a place that you identify and be like oh those people or i would go back to that reunion or something like that is there yeah, anything like I mean, that I, I think i made great connections all along the way i bet you did uh, you know kids that i went to kindergarten with and graduated high school with although they don't know each other i'm still very close with i'm close with a lot of college friends so i i form a few really good relationships mm -hmm. but there's not a place I've lived in my life where I truly felt like a, an insider or, or somebody that was from there and uh, probably never will, frankly. That's what about just, Kearney? Uh, probably the closest. You know, yeah. when I moved to Kearney as a junior in college, my intention was to finish my degree and go to Colorado. I love the mountains mm -hmm. with all the recreational opportunities, which is how we get to the whitewater thing. Yeah. And uh, I really was going to be here for two years. And it's, you know, whatever it is, 28 so when was counting. That? I'm, 28 years. I have no intention of leaving, frankly. So mid nineties, he uh, showed about up. Ninety five. Ninety five. So, and what brought you here? You said you went to college to do the wrestling down there. No, I, I played football in college actually oh, okay. at uh, Dodge City Community College uh, in Southern Kansas, and then yeah. I, uh, I I transferred to UNK to play football, but uh, but dropped out pretty quickly and <laughs> just finished my degree. So. What position were you? Uh, fullback, running oh, back. Back when we had fullbacks, I, great. Yeah. And so you did. <laughs> Brett's looking at me like, what's a fullback? Right, I get it. Did you catch the ball? Did you run with the ball? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on the field at the same time as the ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, uh, were you, <laughs> any uh, theater productions when you were in college? <laughs> I, I did not do theater. Okay. I, have, I have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for that, though. There's no no question about it. So. Okay. So we uh, get to Kearney. You uh, come here for football. It doesn't work out. And what are you what are you majoring in? What are you learning about? What's Carson learning about? Yeah, I was really uh, originally. I was telling the the guy out front. I, originally, I uh, planned to be an attorney, and I was talked out of that by my mother in law, who was in the legal profession, um, and uh, ended up being pretty obsessed with finance since I was about a sixth grader with uh, personal finance investing. Wanted to be a broker, that sort of thing. So that was the initial path. Uh, ended up changing that to business administration, honestly, because path of least resistance. When yeah. it came to some of the upper level finance classes, were incredible. Does the math get harder or what? Very much so. Okay. And it's, and it's continuous. So, um, you know, you might have 30 or 40 pages of calculations, all depending on one that happened on page one. And, and I, I never failed a class in finance, but I got to some corporate finance classes in the upper levels. And I just decided if this is... I'm not to the end yet. If this is how hard it gets, I don't know if I got the runway to finish this thing off. And it's worked out fine. You know, I've, I've had a, a great business career and had a lot of fun. And and uh, I still am, you know, dramatically interested in finance. And I read about it constantly. And I live parts of that in my own life. So I got to play the game without having to jump through the hoops. Wonderful. Cool. You can maybe teach me some things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's calculations that you wait, wait, wait. There's numbers. Um, so yeah, there's so there's calculations. First of all, um, it was it your aunt who was the legal person. My uh, future mother-in-law. Your future mother-in-law mother now. Yeah. 
Smart lady, right? <laughs> no, I, I, anyway, I have no idea. You never encourage anybody to become a lawyer. That's one yeah. of the things uh, you don't do. But uh, <laughs> you decided to go to UNK. So it was Kearney State at the time, or was it UNK? I think that was right around we the transition. Turned, yeah, time. yeah, 91, I think, was UNK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you uh, went to UNK, and then you stayed in Kearney. What did you do after college? Initially, I started working for an insurance company uh, and then quit that and intended to go into financial services. Uh and actually got a, a job with a large multinational financial services company. But in the meantime, I had started working in the furniture industry. And uh, about six months in, I kind of decided to not take the financial services offer and continue that. And what's it's, in been, the, it's been a wild ride. It's been what, a lot of fun. What's in the furniture industry? What do you mean? Well, uh, so now my business partner and I own the Ashley Home Store here oh, okay. in Kearney and then Grand Island, North Platte. Um, We're in I the just process. met your business partner. Did you? He was at the Alzheimer's Walk, yes? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, could be. Yeah, he was like one of the highest fundraisers. Should we, we, typically should we say are, his name or just yeah, for me? I don't, I don't remember his name. Do you uh, know your business partner's name? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if he was there, frankly. Okay. Oh, okay. Corey Prowlitz is my business yeah. partner. We've adopted Alzheimer's as one of our kind of champion causes yeah. within our company. We're usually first or second in corporate fundraising year in and year out in Kearney. And we host, really? we host an annual volunteer mud volleyball tournament yeah, that's where 100% what of the proceeds yes. go to. And so anyway. That's so cool. I just, yeah, I thought that was really, really fantastic. Yeah. So did you start with Ashley Furniture at that time or did you get into that later? It was a, it was a local... Uh, company at the time, Top Hat Furniture. They've okay. been around mm-hmm. since the 1950s in Kearney and Grand Island in various iterations. Um, and my business partner and I both started in the company as employees um, about six months apart. Got to know each other, uh, earned a good reputation with the owners at that time. There was a, a separation of the partners at one point, and we mm-hmm. kind of went with one of the partners and then uh, became minority partners. And then it was changed to Ashley Home Store in 2006. Uh, and that was kind of a growing national chain brand. It's kind of like a franchise thing. There's about 1,100 stores worldwide now. And then in 2012, we bought the, the original partner out entirely. Oh, so. wonderful. Okay, so that's 2012. Now, in uh, around this time in 2012, are you looking at, you know, Turkey Creek, or are you looking at uh, long stretches of water and going, man, I'd love to get in there? <laughs> <laughs> get off this couch and get on this couch and into yeah I, I understand what you're going for here i, I do and it's very funny no it's not no, no it's not no i'm not no this is pg i'm not getting in anything i'm just wondering whether you know you're like hey uh do i want to go jump in the lake yeah, or what yeah. do I, well, how, where does that come from where does it start right yeah you know in in the late 90s, I mean, like real late, 98, 99, uh, kind of had a, an after work uh, thing with some local guys around here where we would go float down the river in the evenings and see wildlife and just had a great time. But it was all canoeing and slow kayak and stuff. And then I became you know, the South Platte or the Platte River. Yeah, just south of town. OK, yeah, so the Platte yeah, River. Absolutely. Um, and uh, but along the way, became obsessed uh, with whitewater kayak and watching videos and, and just seeing people going over waterfalls and doing this. What crazy do you love stuff, about it? Right? Uh, it's just it looks exhilarating yeah. and incredible. And so I I ordered a Lots kayak of off, off of the internet. Never never tried it and ordered a kayak off the internet and tried for three years to teach myself how to do the Eskimo roll where you go upside down and and, and roll yourself back up. So and, w- let me stop you there. So this was before there were you know thirty kayaks in front of Walmart all the time. A hundred percent. I I uh, you know our group as an as an entity I believe is responsible for driving an incredible shift in. 
uh, interest and and economic viability of yeah. that sport here in Kearney. And and I, I take some pride, and I, I truly believe that we were a huge catalyst in making I, that happen. I'm not mm-hmm. here to disagree. Mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm worried about this role thing. So <laughs> you <laughs> you get in the kayak, and are you are you strapped into this thing? In a, in a manner of speaking, yeah, you wear a, a neoprene skirt that squeezes around your midsection and then it attaches to the that. rim of the boat. So, yeah, if you can't get back up, you have two choices. One, being drowned to death. We don't like no, that one. No, that's a thumbs down. Exactly. And then, and then the other option is to learn a technique by which you roll yourself back over. It's It takes a long time to learn. It's fairly complicated, but it's a real skill that allows you to open up what you can do on rivers. You have so. a, a spotter? So you can't get out? When you're, you can't get out. The uh, skirt. Like, how do you release it? It, it, it? it, there is a way to release. Yeah, you know, technically, you can, you can pop that skirt and and push out. Um, but you know, it's it's not easy. It doesn't happen automatically. And so, when you're upside down in the water, especially in real white water out in the mountains, you can lose your head a little bit. And people certainly drown every year because they, you know, mentally lose the idea of going through the steps to get themselves. Free. So, so safety wow. is important. Yeah. Okay. At the highest, at the higher levels, at the for higher sure. Levels. I mean, not that it isn't any time, but. So you're, you're, you get this, is there YouTube? Is that what you're looking at? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This was, again, fairly early days of the internet <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> I know. So you log right? on the information superhighway. I, I, I set the uh, dial-up modem <laughs> yeah. to do the, and yes. I go make yeah. a sandwich, and by yeah. the time I come back, it's alive. And, and then there's a, a picture of a river. Loading, yeah. a loading <laughs> picture. You remember. Of, yeah. I was there. And uh, I didn't do any kayak pictures. So we got uh, white water uh, pictures, and then you see these videos, and you learn how to do these techniques, and you're going out to the Platte River when there was a lot of water in it, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, there's there, even at uh, higher water levels, there's no what, what you would call real white water, uh, mostly in the state of Nebraska, except for a couple small steps up on the Niobrara River mm, in the extreme. Right northern nebraska but i went out to colorado and I, I i went through training schools out there and i started going on the cash laputa river the arkansas river upper colorado and it was the best thing i'd ever done what do you I mean, love about it uh you know i think you know i've always been interested in in physical things that require a level of skill development you know it's not one of these things where you can just go out and plop on an inner tube you have right. to learn skills it's much like piloting an airplane mm-hmm. or something and i'm and i'm certainly attracted to adrenaline based things that are exciting and 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 you know especially now in my work life and probably even when i was younger finding something where it, it requires so much focus and intensity that uh, you forget your problems, your surroundings, the rest oh. of the world. It's you're, you're, it's it's being in the zone in a way. And whitewater kayaking, it. when you get into level, you know, class three and class four and above, that certainly is is true there. Uh, wait, I, I, wait. I, there's classes. There are classes. Yes. Okay, tell me about those. Yeah, most rivers are classified a, a one through five, and then there's varying levels within that. Uh, class one or two are pretty mellow stuff, much like you would see maybe here in Kearney. Now that what we've developed, uh, you get up to class three, and it requires a little bit more navigation through the stream because of boulders or or pour overs, things like that. Class four, the water levels get much bigger. It gets much faster. The consequences for coming out of your boat, for example, could be a little bit more severe. And then when you get to class five, that's kind of experts only. It requires, you know, it's a lot of water moving really fast and it requires decision-making and physical execution both. And the consequences of a bad, of, the, of a wrong decision or a, or a bad consequence 
can be pretty ultimate in some ways. Okay. In in in, in reality. So I'm sticking to level yeah, one. Level and two. one. Yeah, level uh, one. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> of it akin to yeah. some guy. <laughs> I'm thinking of it uh, like the slopes. Uh, you skiing or something. Perfect. So, so Perfect you'd example. Say, you know, you'd say green bunny one, and then you know, double diamond black whatever. Precisely. Okay. You wouldn't take a beginner out on a double diamond, and right? Sh- and and expect down. good things to happen or them to want to ever come back if they survived. But right. right. So. so you can you can uh, train and you can uh, get to a level where you can feel comfortable on those. And then that's what you do. But you're going to start somewhere, yeah. right? You're going to yeah. start with the ones. You're going to start with the twos. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. So that you came uh, into that world and you started really, really liking it. At what point did you go, hey, you know, my middle of Nebraska uh, Kearney community could have one of these or, yeah. or whatever. What what triggered that in your head? Well, it, you know, truthfully, it was Kearney. The, there was in about 2005, there was a, a park and recs director at that time who went to one of the first man-made whitewater parks in the country at that time in Reno, Nevada. Thought it was a fabulous idea. Brought it back here to Kearney. They hired an engineering firm to do a complete feasibility study and, and conceptual drawings. They actually had the city and Nebraska Public Power District and some big other Nebraska nonprofits on board, and it looked like it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then in 2007, and I was following this intently because right, I'm yeah. probably the only real whitewater kayaker in Kearney, <laughs> Nebraska at the time. And so I'm like, I couldn't believe my good fortune. This was, you know, I had a place to practice and train and have some fun out here. And uh, and then about in 2007, the conversation died off, and the city decided not to pursue that. Right. And so. About that time, myself and some other people in the area that were doing some of this uh, came together and decided to try to, you know, revive the project and, and, and spur it on. And it took several years to get any traction and get the right group of people collected together that had the connections and the influence and then, and then a lot of work by our group. I mean, I, I couldn't countless numbers of presentations we went and gave to service clubs in the area. I spoke to most of the service clubs in this area two to three times at least in the last 10 years. So. And like, what is your purpose with, with talking to those clubs? What's your purpose or back then? what was it is just saying, Hey, this is a viable thing that I, we would like your support in. Or, sure. Or what was I mean, it? we all grow up with baseball fields and golf courses. Everybody understands that here, mm-hmm. but this is a different component. And if you come from Colorado, maybe you understand that real well, but it doesn't live here. And so the first thing you got to do is use pictures and videos to paint a really vivid picture of what's possible. And then you've got to overcome the hurdles that come along with that. People want to know what happens from a liability standpoint if somebody gets hurt. Sure. Uh, uh, do we really think we can create rapids in a place where it's flat everywhere? And who's going to pay for this? And all that stuff. Those are natural, real questions that sure. need to be answered. And we needed to go out there and plant as much of that information in people's minds in the community as possible. And it was certainly not a quick process at all, and, and we met a fair amount of resistance in the early years. I was just going to ask, like, what, what were people's thoughts when you went in and started telling them about this? Were they like, this is, yeah. this is a terrible idea, or this is crazy? Yeah, you know, it, it, it was really fun in hindsight. At the time, there was some stress and disappointment and anger even, I would say, but... Uh, in the very early stages, the the, uh, uh, the the city and some of the large corporations that we needed to partner with uh, just didn't believe that we were a group that was going to stick with it and actually do. You know, everybody wants to spend, thinks you should spend your money, right? But mm-hmm. are you going to be committed? Are you going to have a user group behind you that is going to actually use this thing and help with 
training and, and, and that sort of thing. And so we had to prove that. We had to develop a nonprofit organization, and I saw that be built from the ground up. Um, and, you know, every meeting we did, we found one or two very passionate people who saw the vision and believed and were fortunate that a few of those people happened to be extremely well-connected. Uh, uh, Bruce Blankenship, a former mm. Kearney mayor, was one of our early advocates. We would have a monthly lunch meeting with him and he would put us in contact with the right people. And uh, we had some people on the NPPD board and within the city that became early uh, converts. They weren't enough, but they were able to consistently put us in front of the right people until it became not such a big, scary idea anymore. So <clears throat> this is kind of off, off the subject, but I, it, it strikes me that when you're doing this month after month and you're talking to all these clubs, is there ever a moment where you're like, well, maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe this just isn't going to happen. Maybe this isn't for this community. Maybe they don't want it. Um, and, and how do you overcome that thought to keep persevering? What, what drives you to get that done? Yeah, I, I would say that thought occurred a thousand times. Mm. And uh, even the year before we actually were able to, to launch construction of the project, it still felt like something's going to happen and it's not really <laughs> going to come true. Uh, but at no time, even saying that at no time, I don't remember ever considering giving up mm. either. So it was both sides. You know, I, 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 I didn't know if it was going to happen in two years or 20 years. And, and, and I had certainly had, you know, plenty of doubts along the way, but never considered stopping. That's pretty amazing considering when this started 2005 yeah. with like the plans and the interest in it to be in 2023 now. And did it open last year? It did, 2022. The, and make it through COVID. And, and just to to see that time frame, that's a really long runway it, to have to stick with it. It is, it is, yeah. We uh, we formed a, a, an official nonprofit in 2010, 2011 uh, with several other objectives other than just the Whitewater Park. And we're fortunate that we we generated a lot of interest in that by itself, which helped us have a bigger impact in the community and helped form those bonds throughout the area that could withstand probably over the long haul that maybe other organizations wouldn't have. We made a, I think a, a pivotal decision, but a difficult one at the time we were forming the nonprofit that we wanted to charge people to be a part of our group. And I think most people, if they're trying to build something from the ground up, would say, let's make the barrier to entry as low as possible. Mm -hmm. And I believe that you get what you put in. And so when people don't really have a commitment that they've made to something, it's easy to walk away or start ignoring the emails. And we have an annual membership fee still to this day. And we have a, a, an ongoing membership that runs well over 100 year after year after year after year. Uh, and I think we're one of the most active nonprofit groups, uh, uh, volunteer groups in the state of Nebraska. And I, I think some of that along the way is what helped that. Interesting. So we are deciding that we're going to do this and we get approval from everybody. And um, what, what, what time period, you, you mentioned you started in 2011. So at what point from 2011 to 2022, did it say like, okay, yes, this is going to happen? What, what was the triggering event for that? Uh, some quick highlights here. Um, in about 2014, we actually were able to sign a legal agreement with Nebraska Public Power District to be able to put the entrance uh, kayak landing in at Yanni Park. Prior to that, it was actually illegal to, 
to put a kayak in there or even to go on that land, even though people did it. Remember the college days. People still did it. You you understand. You have to go down and get the bikes out that people threw in. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a a watershed moment. Uh, Shortly after that, we we co-opt 50-50 fund share with the city to build the entrance and exit landings there and at Central Avenue. So that was a big deal in about 2000. Uh, 19, 2018, uh, 19, we uh, hired a professional fundraising firm to do a feasibility study. Could could we raise the money? And the, the results came back pretty positive. Yes, there's enough interest in the community and from donor associations. And, and so we, we started that process. Uh, you talked about COVID in 2019. We had two 500-year floods back-to-back within yeah. three months. Yeah. You remember that, right? Yeah. And so we were just kicking off our fundraising campaign, had to completely pull the bathroom uh, bathtub uh, plug out and stop everything even though we had spent tens of thousands of dollars to set up this fundraising campaign and then right about the time we were putting the pieces back together and ready to relaunch then COVID hit the next year and so we had this 24 month span where really nothing could happen and that's kind of that's where some real serious doubt started to to creep in you know is the universe just against us in this whole thing <laughs> it was it was everybody after the whitewater stuff that's yeah. what I wanted to stop yeah and then uh, you know and then and then 2021 we we kind of closed the gap on the fundraising and mm-hmm. that was obviously it, until you actually do it you never know that's a, it was it's a huge expense i mean it was 3 quarters of a million dollars uh, which for a, a project like that is is relatively small in the grand scope of things, but I don't personally have the ability to write the check for, for that thing. And right. so um, that was a big deal. So Carson Rao, not Carson Rowe. Thank you. Um, do you love Carney? Do I love Carney? Yeah. It's a very unique uh, community and absolutely I do. It's Again, the plan was to go to Colorado. As I look around the world, and I travel every six weeks all year round for business and, and other things, and I haven't seen anywhere out there that has this unique combination of community pride, a really strong business community. The economy is the most stable of any place I've ever seen. In the 2008 recession, Buffalo County was the second least affected county, county in the entire United States. Wow. There's not a commu- there's not a neighborhood here that you couldn't walk down at, at, at two o'clock in the morning and feel relatively safe. That's a really special combination, to be honest. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a great place to be. I, well, I'd agree. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's great. So do you, now, let's say uh, you're part of the Kearney Whitewater Association. You're just a member now, former president. What what? What, anything else? Uh, no, I, I stepped off the board last year to pursue other things. I'm, I'm doing some other nonprofit stuff, uh, and we've got a lot of business growth. Anything else on. you want to talk about? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> next time. Next the time. Next um, so now you're, you're you're doing this thing. What are, you still support? Kearney Whitewater. No I'm question. Saying. I'm I'm still a very active member, and I'm one of the founding members. And you know, when, when you reached out to me to do this podcast, the first thing I did is check with the board to make it sure it's okay if I go speak on our behalf as a group. It's certainly much, I, much I assume they're me. okay with it. They absolutely are. You absolutely should be because you're, you're selling it. What can people do? Let's say I, I really want to go jump in uh, some water and I want to tie myself to something and learn how to spin <laughs> upside down and, and, and be safe about it and, and start out a level one. So maybe maybe by the time I, I get to uh, Colorado or, or something, I can be trained. Yeah. I can be ready to go and I can be more comfortable up in those without having to go to the expense of going to Colorado to get 
get that training. Yeah. What what should I do, and who how can I support you, that organization? Yeah, I think if you have a real passion for that, obviously I would start with Carney Whitewater. We've got a group of really great people that welcome everyone, and we do a lot of uh, social events together. Uh, they just did a trip up to the Niobrara as a group and met with a paddling club from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, last week. And we do trips and campfires. Actually, we're hosting uh, not 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 us, but uh, Carney. Uh, um, Paddle Sports, who the owner of that is a, one of our founding members as well. They're doing the Talbot Brothers concert at the takeout yeah. uh, here in here in a couple weeks, and so I'd start there. Be you know, surround yourself with people that have that same passion. But but I would I would encourage everybody to not worry about the whitewater stuff at this point. We've got a really special thing in this community that hardly any communities in plains and flatland states have. Uh, you've got a million golf courses everywhere. This is something that 99% of all the communities in Kansas, Nebraska, uh, 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 you know, Iowa, and all of that don't have. Go have some fun with it. You know, how do, how do you do it? Yeah, how like, do you do it? How do I do it if do I, I want to go? I buy I one of those. Kayak, yeah, right? I buy one of those big green kayaks at Walmart, and I take it and I do a self checkout because that's all they have. So I take the <laughs> kayak inside and I do the self checkout with the giant kayak, and then somebody asks me for a receipt as I go out Always. and I say I paid well, for it's the not kayak. In the bag. Yeah. I know it's on the back. It's like, I, I brought it in here. I'm going to pay for it. So Port, I pay for the kayak. Yeah. Yeah. I would have it over my head. And yeah. then I go and I take this lime green kayak and I go down to Yanny Park and I park in that little spot. And do I just throw it in and get in? Or what should I do some safety first? Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, if you're going to do it on your own, uh, you know, you're going to need to drop a vehicle at the other end. So whether it's a friend or something like that, so that oh, when you get out, you can bring yourself right. Step number one. Right. Well, Step one. If you don't do river sports. So you don't have to carry it all the way back. You yeah. might. Exactly. There are people who will leave a bicycle at the end and ride a bike back up or something. I, you know, so there's oh. different ways to do it. Uh, my recommendation actually is to reach out to Carney Paddle Sports again, which is a local outfitter uh, that is run by one of our former founding members. He offers a wonderful service, and he'll do all the work. And so, if I can you've get got, the kayak from him. I don't have to go do the self checkout. He'll do it all. He will. He'll, you get to ride on the bus. They'll they'll load and unload all of the gear and all you have to do is float the river and that's the most fun it's a great yeah. thing for if you've got uh, corporate uh, uh, partners coming into town and they want to do something fun we've had our advertising agency from louisville kentucky come in and that's one of the things they wanted to do and uh, uh you know we see well over ten thousand users a year go through that section and it's unique and it's fun and most people haven't done it. So I would start there for very low cost. You don't have to buy equipment. You don't have to figure yeah. out how to pick up your own thing, right? Uh, if you're going to do it yourself, though, a couple quick notes. You know, you need to have both legally and for your own safety. you got to have a life jacket. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so do that. Be safe. Be careful. Watch out for anything that's overhanging the river. It is still a natural river at the end of the day. We've put thousands of hours and a lot of cost into trying to keep that stretch clean. But every time it rains like it did last night or the wind blows, a tree could have fallen in, and that yeah. can create a danger. So. It's not a it's not a concrete man-made course. It's real natural river that we have curated to make it much safer, but it's still natural. Okay, now now I have another serious question for you. Um, I really like uh, t-shirts, and let's say I wanted to maybe have a t-shirt that said I I uh, kayaked Kearney, Nebraska. Do you think I could do that? I would make that happen for you, John. I Thank promise. Because <laughs> I mean. Why not, right? I think it's fun. It's I funny. Do. I, it would cause a lot of 
I kayaked Nebraska. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Let's fund the most landlocked state. Exactly. Yeah. I kayaked. I, Nebraska. I kayaked Nebraska, or, or or did whatever. Anything else about Whitewater before we go to break? No, just try it. I think you'll love it. I think I might. Hey, we're gonna take a little quick break. We'll be right back with uh, more information about Carney, more people that love Carney, more Brett. Brett's gonna Me, eat some I'm grapes. Eat some grapes. <laughs> How loudly in the microphone. Well, <laughs> let's talk about grapes real quick. Because you said your uh, favorite grapes were the long grapes that are two bite grapes. Yep. Okay. Do we have any other favorite grapes? I'm not red, a big fruit eater. Not I'm, a fruit. I'm red over green. I don't red know. over green. Yeah, yeah, greens. And we all agreed. And this is something controversial that I'm not sure we should bring up publicly. We're against cotton candy grapes. We're going to do it. Yeah. Yep. No cotton candy. Oh, man. Or the fruit. Fruit Loop ones or whatever they have now. There's what? other ones. Fruit Loops? Yeah. They were no. high V. They're real gross, too. Science never stopped to think if it should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. I love him. I just, I do. I would have a t-shirt that says, I love Henry Mancini. <laughs> and I listen to Henry Mancini while I kayak Kayaks, uh, <laughs> Nebraska. And P.S. No cotton candy grapes. That's where we're at. But we're back here. This is, uh, welcome back. We are here. We're going to speak with a uh, local business owner. One of co-owner. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. Okay. And Chelsea Besby? Bebensey. Bebensey. Close. Okay. Chelsea Bebensey. And um, Chelsea, you, where are you from? I'm from Kearney. Kearney, Nebraska? Kearney, Nebraska. Hey, that's where we're at and what we're talking about. Yeah, not um, Kearney, Missouri. The best Kearney. <laughs> the best Kearney. Sorry and, if you're from Kearney, Missouri. <laughs> no, that's all right. So uh, <laughs> did you grow up in Kearney? Uh, yeah, I've lived here since I was four. So yep. which elementary school did you go to? Um, I went to two elementary schools. Okay. I went to Windy Hills and I went to Park. Good experience. Yes. Hey. Windy Hills and Park. Windy Hills and Park. We, yeah. we go there now. There you go. I mean, we don't. Our well, children. I mean, yeah, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> Once again, I feel like I'm an outsider. <laughs> I, there's no Billy madison uh, me uh, right now. But anyway, so uh, you went to Windy Hills and Park. Yeah. And then you went to Kearney High. Yeah. And you graduated Kearney High, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. And then where'd you go? UNK. You did the I'm whole thing. Yeah, I'm just a lifer. Okay, and so uh, <laughs> so fitting that you're here now as a business owner. Like, what yeah. better what better route to take? There we go. Yeah. What did you study at UNK? Um, my degree is actually in journalism, news editorial, and I have a minor in political science. Hey, I um, I like to considered law school at one time. Oh, really? (laughs) I am the only one. I did not. I never considered law school. It's so much cheaper to consider it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we uh, you were in uh, UNK. Um, When were you at UNK? 2003 to 2006. Yeah, that's my vintage. That's when I was there. Yeah. Yeah, um, 
path okay. crossing, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. So UNK, uh, poli sci minor, journalism major, mm-hmm. and uh, did you do any journalism after college? Um, so I worked as copy and as a copy editor. Um, I was at Morse Press for just a little bit, and then I was at the Carney Hub and did copy editing for the Carney Hub for a couple, three years. And um, when did that transition? So I've... I've always worked in floral. A uh, floral job was my first job. So um, you might remember a little store, Bob Superstore. I do oh, remember. Do right. I remember okay. Bob's a little store? You could so, okay. It was yeah. let me the paint the picture store. a little right? bit. Right. Um, okay. So you walk into Bob Superstore. There's a delicatessen to your left. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of uh, you know checkouts there, mm-hmm. and then you go. Oh, it's just a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but wait. It wasn't. Yeah. There's there's more. There's, there's more. A camera section. <laughs> yeah. A f- like when video rentals were still a yes. thing, there was a big video rental little section in the back. Fabric in the back? Yeah. Am I misremembering? There was Fabric. like a whole craft section. Yeah, mm-hmm. fabric and craft. Remember? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Are you a quilter as well? Stuff. Yeah. I'm not, but I lived about four blocks north of there at one point, and mm-hmm. that store was my savior. That camera department. Yeah. I, I don't know what you do with one now, but at the time, yeah. that was super important. Right. It was always busy. Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you, yes. before you go on, my very favorite floral arrangement that I've ever received was from, from Bob Superstore. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was in a show. Mm-hmm. It was called Nuncrackers. It was about nuns. And the person legitimately created a Barbie into a nun and attached it to the floral arrangement. <gasps> okay. Wow. Chelsea, they did you went, do that? They went like so far the extra mile. <laughs> I mean. That's true. Who does that? That's, it was amazing. Yeah. I still have the nun. I saw it sitting on a counter. <laughs> my kids were playing with it the other day. So I, I still have it. I didn't make it, but I remember it being made. Do oh you? my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that would be a pretty core memory. It'd be like yeah. someone requested a nun. <laughs> yeah. With oh my God, their flower arrangement. Still not the strangest request. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So uh, Bob Superstore, was it 24 yeah. hours at the time? And then at some point it went to. And not at some 24 point hours? it did. Yeah, so I started working there in the yeah. floral department the summer before my senior year of high school. So this would have been like t- June of 2002. And then you uh, went to Kearney uh, Hub and then you went back? Well, yeah, so Kearney Hub, they only had a part-time. Sure. So like I was part-time there and then part-time. Oh, so you stayed at I, Bob's I, the whole time? I never left. I got the floral bug and I never left. What's the floral bug? What 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 attracts so, you to it? When you're just a creative person, like I've grown up in a creative family. Like my mom was always sewing, creating crafts. Like we would have at holiday times when we'd get together with our extended family, we would have like a family craft project like so I just grew up like so when people are not crafty, I don't quite understand how you can't visualize how to how to do that because that's just second nature. Um, and so just getting to be creative uh, just always really stuck with me, and I grew to just love flowers and then love to um, as I went on. So uh, yeah, in early two thousands, I was kind of balancing both, trying to get into the journalism scene which isn't easy in central nebraska because there's not a lot of options and right. less so now yeah. so it's kind yeah. of a, a blessing that i didn't stay right. in that path um and so once i'd been out of college for just a few years the management position opened up at bob superstore so i became the floral department manager and so got to take on more of the responsibilities and the business side of things um, not just the design part of it 
um, and just really grew to love that. And so um, didn't get to be the manager there for very long, though, because they um, went out of business in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's and, a hard okay. time. Yeah, let's yeah. think about that. So it it's 2012, mm-hmm. like you're, you're uh, mid-20s? So how old am I there? I, I don't mean to. I'm not trying know. to date you. I'm just saying I'm just trying to get a, a time. <laughs> So you're you're uh, in so a what, period like in your life, yeah, right? I don't so know. you're in a period know, of l- you're you're launching, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. As as a human being into right. the world, you are launching. I think I'm 27 because I have a two year old. And that you're point. you're yeah. you're launching, and you have a two year old, mm-hmm. and then they come and they say, "Well, hey, the uh, we're going to close it down. We have to close." And then yeah. what do you what do you do? I mean, because that's <laughs> were you devastating. still doing journalism too? No, still? I was you were full time there. Okay, at that point, yeah, I'd kind of given that up and embraced where I wanted to go. And that's a bad day. So what I'm trying to get no, at is crazy. this bad day, and yeah. how do you get through that bad day? Because I think through that suffering, was, we get to something greater. No, it was crazy, because you would think we would have known before the public, but we went down. I remember that day, and it was like towards the end of August, early September, and all of us managers went down to our weekly managers meeting, and he just said, you know, I just broke the news to us, you know, that, yeah. that uh we're just closing and so it was crazy because by the time we all got back upstairs like the whole world knew i don't know i don't know how like everybody knew um by that time though so twitter Twitter i don't know know, maybe um but by this time bob superstar tweet yeah there was a tweet from mr superstar in my floral (laughs) career that we had built because when i started in high school like it, it was a cute little shop that people for convenience would come by, whatever. But in the 10 years that I was there at that point, um, we had just built a following, right? Oh, I would I would we, completely agree. We, our goal of our team was always to provide an experience. Um, you could buy flowers anywhere, but what can you take away from what we can do for you? And and we weren't always super swamped, and so we could do things like... The nun. The nun, Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and things like that, yeah. And I completely remember yeah. saying, okay, well, I'm going to go get some flowers. If and I, I would have to preface yeah. it and say, I know this is going to sound like a weird recommendation. Right. But you need to go to Bob's Superstore. <laughs> go to the grocery store. And people are like, what? Where I buy my toilet paper? Where I buy my flowers? <laughs> exactly. Too, but, uh, no, yeah. but it was yeah. you were very well known yeah. for that. So you yeah. get this devastating news. So, yeah. You digest that. And the then what world, happens? The whole world knows. And so we had you know, a bank of really good customers by that point, And they were calling um, or they stopped by with their grocery cart and they're like so what are you girls gonna do are you going to open your own business uh we need to know because we need to know if we're gonna you know we know where we're gonna go if you start a business we're here for you and that's just how the carney community is too right we're very much uh local pride and we support each other we we've seen that over and over in our business for sure and so um a lot of that just the encouragement of our community i mean and even of of the wilsons who owned bob superstore Mm -hmm. They were very, very supportive of us uh, moving out on our own. Um, and, so, and who's we? Who? Uh, oh, we, yeah. I should probably talk about my partner. Yeah. So I have two business partners, Stacy Schulte and Megan Axman. Um, and we all worked together there. Stacy is actually my cousin, too. So, you know, we're we're bonded for life in that way as well. <laughs> Are those Carney natives? Um, no. Well, so Stacy grew up in Colorado, but she came to Carney for college and met her husband and they have settled on a farm north of town um so she's here and then megan's originally from the elm creek overton area 
uh, also came to college here. That's basically crazy. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know right? I, um, yeah, and she was actually uh, still finishing up her college career when we opened oh, Divas. Wow. And so, yeah, so our customers at Bob's encouraged us. Chelsea, Bob. you said that with such authority. Divas. <laughs> Divas, yes. And do, do you elongate the D? Am I, have I been saying it wrong? <laughs> no, well, for emphasis. I for guess. emphasis. Okay. So you say, okay, yeah. um, we have the support we have of the support. community. We're, we're going to go do it. Hey, yeah. ladies with me, let's jump. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the this. The three of us are together. Yeah, we're, let's do this with a lot of encouragement. So Bob's closed middle of September. We um, didn't have a place didn't have funding, didn't exactly know what we were going to do, right? So we uh, we have some really good people behind us, um, bankers, uh, advisors, things like that. And so we met with them, uh, came up with a business plan. We were able to find a space. We were able to purchase equipment from the existing floral department. Um, and so in six weeks, we found a place, wrote a business plan, got funding, got the cooler moved, which was the biggest thing, is getting a floral cooler moved. It's it's ridiculous. It's because big, the flowers have to stay cold. I mean, you have to have a cooler to sell flowers. Okay. Um, and so it's like a big puzzle piece. You have to deconstruct it. You have to take all the pieces carefully. There's this very, very expensive tempered glass that if you break it, it's insane to, to replace it, um, build it all, that sort of thing. So in six weeks... We did that. We were open wow. on November first of that year. And you probably you want to keep it a quick turnaround so you keep, so we don't I mean, get forgotten. You, yeah, yeah, you'd cut, yeah. you've done such a good job mm-hmm. of keeping your people and yeah. to keep that moving. Yeah. And in the meantime, there were weddings that were booked, um, and so we were able to take over those wedding contracts. And we were actually doing wedding flowers out of one of our homes oh, wow. during those six weeks. But we were generating a little bit of revenue that way. Um, to, to have funding to be able to actually open our storefront. and so, Now, I realize yeah. when you're doing this, is this uh, Beyonce era or is this Destiny's Child era? <laughs> well, I don't know. Gosh. I think it's Beyonce. Well, is it? Yeah. Is, she, is it her by now? I yeah. think. And how did yeah. we come up with Divas? Okay, so we were known around Bob's Superstore as the uh, one of the other managers nickna- nicknamed us the Flower Divas. <laughs> The floral divas. Oh, I love that. And so, like, it had kind of caught on as a joke among all of us. And we had shirts made that we'd wear when we were setting up events and things like that. And so, Divas Floral Shop and Boutique was born from that. Wonderful. Yes. And, and where was your office location initially? So, our storefront was on First Avenue downtown, just east of um, First National Bank. So, I think there's a the redefined medical spa is there now. And you, you three, it's the same three. It's the same three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well done. And you still you still like each other. You still like each <laughs> other. I mean, that's hard. Well, Creating it, a business with is. family and yeah. 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 We say we're in it for life. You know, we're blood sisters or whatever. What do you know. think is a good uh, practice or good secret to maintaining those kind of business relationships Just for that long? Being open, yeah. honest with each other, communicating, having a like mind. You know, mm-hmm. we, we very much, you know, because we grew our business together. And so we're all very intentional. But we also have our own facets. Uh, Megan has a business degree, for example. And so she is very good at the numbers. I'm creatively mathematic. She's very good at balancing the numbers. And, like, this, these are the things that we need to do. Uh, you know, and, and, and Stacy's got the, a lot of the marketing ideas and things like that. And, and uh, I, they usually send me out to do community things and, and do public speaking and things like that. But we all, um, from day one, have had 
uh, a similar dream, similar goal. And so I think that is obviously essential, being honest, yeah. communicating, and, and wanting the same things, going in the same direction. How do you, definitely vital. How do you just decide, and you're kind of in the same place, Carson, where you just are like, I am going to, I'm going to start a business. Like, that's a huge jump. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people like us, we land with people who kind of like get us. Hey, you got a business. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But to be like, that's such a scary, lonely place for a minute. It's very scary. It's a big leap of faith. Big leap of faith. I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself, for sure. So when you have good partners, you have each other's backs, you know that you're in it together. And it worked. It, but all the incredible. doors, it's its incredible, like, all the doors that we needed to open for us would open at the right time. Well, it sounds you very know. similar to what happened to you, too. I mean, when you put the hard work in, mm-hmm. the community of Carney, mm-hmm. because of what you built mm-hmm. by the people you knew helped you yeah. do that. Yeah, and definitely without the public support and being vocal about their support to us, we wouldn't be here at all. For sure. So you love Carney. I love Carney. What do you love about it? Um, I love the people. I love that you have a lot of, you know, amenities of bigger cities, but you have the small town feel still. Like he said, you feel safe walking around Carney, not worrying about your kids playing outside, not worrying about, you know, mm-hmm. all those sort of things. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So. Okay, so it's uh, you know your 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 divas are diving mm-hmm. and you're you're <laughs> and growing yeah and yep. you're putting flowers together mm-hmm. to, uh, and I don't want to limit it to flowers. Is mm-hmm. there there's other things you do as well? Yeah, so we've always had a boutique uh, side. Uh, floral industry follows interior design pretty closely, and so we've always had some decorative items and and uh, then. Uh, fashion accessory type things, purses, jewelry, those sorts of things that we kind of sold on the side. And, um, you know, the boutique was never the biggest part of the revenue stream, but it always um, held us when we were in slower floral times. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, we have a lot to offer there. And we do, um, you know, flowers follow the entire life cycle. Yeah. So a lot of our clients, you know, we meet... And, and, and meet them through all of their life journeys from, um, you know, having a baby or getting married to graduations, proms, things like that. Uh, we're with them when they Usually experience Usually those, those are the other way around. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're with them when they experience loss through, through funerals. Sure. You know, we're with them when they provide the last gift to their loved ones. Um, and so, and you mark every important occasion in your life with flowers, whether it's being in a play mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, it's a congratulations on a new job. It's, it's all of those important life events. You'll find flowers there. Is your busiest time of year, is it February 14th or is it June? Oh, definitely February 14th. Yeah. It's that's number nuts. one. Is number one for sure. And how do you gear up for something like that? Um, a lot of planning. And now that we've been doing this for so long, um, so from, from Divas to Divas at Carney Floral. Oh, now. let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> okay. So yeah. there's another floral shop in town, which yeah. is Carney Floral. Yeah. And that was, that was there for the longest time, I think 1907, mm-hmm. something yep. very old. One of Carney's oldest businesses, actually. Because you get someplace and you're like, well, we have a funeral or it's going to be Valentine's Day soon. Mm-hmm. I need to get a flower here. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to help me out. Yeah. So you got to have a place to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's been here since 1907. At what mm-hmm. point and how did it come about where you go, 
hey, maybe we should uh, go that route. Yeah, so we were at our, our first location for nine years, and we were starting to outgrow our space um, by leaps and bounds at that point. And then there were, you know, our community's not huge, and so we had heard that maybe the Falcons, Todd and Lois, were kind of wanting to sell, retire. The owners of Carney Floral. The owners of Carney Floral, yep. And so it's kind of a perfect storm, really, because we're needing more space. I mean, even before pandemic, we had talked about that. But then when all of that happened, you know, we put that on pause just to survive. Right. Uh, but once we kind of made it through that, we hear that they're kind of, you know, ready to be done. We're ready to expand. And so it was a perfect storm. Um, had some meetings, negotiations. Once again, we like to do things in a short timeline. So um from the time we signed paperwork to the time we took ownership was six weeks again <laughs> at the end oh of 2021. Gosh. Did you have yeah. to move any refrigerators uh, or we anything? We did. Well, we didn't end up resetting the cooler that we had. We did sell it to another um, couple of gals that wanted to start their own business in another community. Uh, but yeah, we had to tear all of that out because we were just renting that space at that oh, point. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, we had to move a floral shop over... Um, between Christmas and I was New like, Year's. It's Chris- I remember Todd <laughs> yeah, doing that. Yeah, yes, that's- yeah, yeah. He was clearing out some of his things. Yep. And so, yeah, we like to do thing in, do things in six week increments. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, we took ownership January first of twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah. and um, how's it going? Good. It's going great. I like this year better than last year. Now that we've been through a full calendar year, mm-hmm. know what to fully expect. Because um, we essentially tripled our business overnight, and so kind of wrapping our heads around that first Valentine's Day. So yeah, yeah again, another six weeks we take ownership, and then our biggest holiday is six weeks later. Uh, but you know, going back to planning for something like that, I mean, we have uh, been in the industry. I mean, myself, this is my twenty-first technical year of being yeah. in the floral industry, and so we have a lot of records. Um, Believe it or not, whatever day of the week Valentine's Day falls on affects how your sales, how you can predict your sales. They can go up or down. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the best days for us. When it falls more on a weekend or close to a weekend, Mm -hmm. the people are more apt to go out to eat go on a romantic getaway, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. So you can you can't impress her by yeah. sending the flowers to the to, work and right, having yeah. all everybody exactly. else gush because she's not exactly, at work. Exactly, because she's not at work. So. Yeah. We, we, Sorry, that was a very gentleman way no, of describing but, <laughs> I think no, that's, that's accurate. That's exactly how okay. it is. That's exactly how it is. And so, yeah, we have a lot of records of knowing what to expect. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. It just comes with experience. Um, you know, you can order flowers online and have them delivered. I can personally tell you I've had horrible experiences um, that way of ordering things online for Valentine's Day or otherwise and then having problems show up and to the point where I had to get a lady on the phone um, from that other floral place that's online to apologize to my fiance. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It was horrible. It was like I, he totally meant to get you flowers. It was just a shipping problem. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is <laughs> the local flowers mm-hmm. are so important because you can guarantee that they're there. You have them in your car. You can drive them to the yeah. place so they deliver them. It's yeah. so much more important. It is really sad. Our industry has fallen to some of that online business um, and a lot of floral um, shop owners haven't advocated for themselves enough. 
Uh, we try to educate our customers all the time. Um, these third-party sites mm-hmm. are, it's a scam. Yeah. Um, it's a legal scam, and I don't know how they get away with it. It's people in a call center most of the time. You've got your Ava's flowers. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, they're in a call center. They're not a florist, but their website makes it look like they're a local yeah. florist. Ooh. And so then they slash prices so it's really cheap. Like, you can get a dozen roses for $30. Well, well okay. But then they tack on at the end service fees, different yeah. things like that. And um, then they don't show up. And, and the, the, the thing is... <laughs> Or they show up in a box, not oh, in look, water. Oh, oh, I know. And, and they you look have horrible. to arrange them yourself. Why would anybody do that? I mean, seriously. Like, don't be don't be Mr. Cheap Guy. Right. I mean You get what you pay for. And and don't you like her? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what we like to think. I mean, if you like her, go get the good Chelsea, stuff. Yeah. Right? Chelsea, yeah. do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. No. Uh, oh. I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and obviously I'm in retail and and uh, uh, e-com sites are, are part of our com- uh, competition as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know the answer. Maybe I should, so I'll apologize ahead of time. Do you have a way for people to buy easily like somebody yes. would and, and, and giving them that same convenience experience? Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a fully functioning e-commerce website that Wonderful. is built by um, – engineers that built the system just for florists and so yeah it's fully functional the unique thing about our website is we put up pictures of things that we actually make not photoshopped images so yeah. a lot of those sites will have stock photos that are photoshopped. the same picture yeah. of right? flowers on four on, different right. sites yeah and the thing that makes us laugh is they will take a flower that has several blooms on a stem and they'll magically Photoshop the blooms on opposite sides of the arrangement, and there's no physical way that your arrangement could ever look like they are showing. Wow! <laughs> so we have to laugh about that too. So are people disappointed when they get their well, flowers if it doesn't look yeah. exactly and like? And then that? everything's round and traditional, and it's just it's not it's not good. Okay. It's not, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we put our own images, our own products up. Uh, we stand behind that. Um, and so, yeah, we make it easy. It's it's fully functional, whether you're on a desktop or a mobile device, and we try to make it really easy that way, too. We also offer, like, a delivery confirmation, those sorts of things, so that you know that the flowers are getting where you want them to go. That's great. Now, I, that's ahead. important uh, for me, as much as I hate the Internet when mm-hmm. it's a competitor, oh, yeah. myself, just with mm-hmm. schedules and busyness mm-hmm. and everything, sometimes yeah. that's just the easiest, the, least, the path of yeah. least resistance. Yeah, and so, and so, yeah, you can do that 24 hours a day. We come in at eight o'clock the next morning we'll see that the order's there and we can get that going for yeah. sure yeah well and yeah. our own business i want to tell you uh, you know we've used you a couple different times we yeah. will buy flowers for mother's day mm-hmm. in the stores the and stuff. Yep. absolutely yep. and so you've done a great job there and yeah. appreciate well, uh, your you. partnership on that thank you yeah. well what's your favorite flower oh really before we get to that <laughs> um my fiance it would have been fiance at the time uh, just so I don't have a fiance now, you, I have I was a like, wife. You don't have multiple. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> This Which, wasn't last year. Oh, I bought one for my fiance. Oh, really? Somebody Are, order for their. Yeah, oh their no, order. we won't. Man. Oh man, we have we the keep florist secrets, knows. We keep secrets like priests. You so. do? Oh, yeah. There is some kind of privilege. There, there is some privilege. There's. There. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Have, have you ever been the surprise though? <laughs> Right? Did it get shipped to the wrong place and he or she found out something they didn't no, know? That's, no, nothing that dramatic. Yeah. We've Yet. had that happen a couple times yeah. in our business. Oh, yeah. oh the, the bed went to the wrong? We, we, we deliver to an apartment, which it turns out is not for the 
Ooh. He hurts for the side oh, of her. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you deal in people yep. and things get silly. You learn a lot. Yeah. So what's your favorite flower? <laughs> Oh, man. I know. I know. I have a lot of favorites. Uh, I love peonies, but they have a very short growing season. I love tulips. They're probably one of my number one as well. Is there natural colors of tulips or are they different? Yeah, they're all color. Everything except blue, really. Everything except blue is natural. mm -hmm. Yeah. Blue is fake. Blue is, um, in the floral world, blue is very elusive. There are only a few flowers that are actually grown naturally blue. Um, if you could ever develop a blue rose, you would be a billionaire millions of times over because uh, that's one of the most requested things. But actually, roses on that. our newest business venture. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I read an article <laughs> once. I'll put my money roses, on Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, I read an article once that roses don't have, there's a certain enzyme or something in their genetic makeup um, that they cannot be blue. They'll have to be gen- genetically modified in order to be blue. How special of their rose right? to decide to be blue and nothing else. <laughs> that kind of fits. It yeah. does kind of fit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So you acquire you acquire Carney Floral, mm-hmm. and now you're uh, in doing that business, and you're in your yeah. second year. Yeah. And if you really care about somebody, you're going to buy actual flowers I from local. a local. And I'll, I'll say this too: if you're yes. not searching for flowers in Carney, and you are online. The best way to find somebody who is truly a florist and not an order gathering website, don't click on the banner ads that show up right away at the top. Scroll down, find a map. Find the Google map. To the physical location. To the physical location and then find the florist that's on that map. I blame pizza, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Because uh, pizza was really annoying to call and have the mm-hmm. person order the pizza. But once you could do that online, mm-hmm. and you could get really what you wanted without shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it really changed the e-commerce game. Yeah. And then yeah. people started to expect that for everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, bought my fiance at the time <laughs> a, <laughs> a wedding ring online um, that I hope was a reputable place but, yeah uh you yeah. know she hasn't complained and yeah. she'll never listen to this so it's fine <laughs> but I, I, it, it's just you become to get trained in that attitude mm-hmm. of of yeah. okay i can get everything online mm-hmm. and it's just the same mm-hmm. and what i'm hearing is that maybe guys uh, with the advent of drop shipping mm-hmm. and other things that what you're getting is not the same and you need to go to a physical location. Mm-hmm. You can do the same experience, mm-hmm. but uh, a physical location to yep. get what you need. This yep. is so interesting because yeah. I'm just thinking about my husband and how he he buys everything online too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do not. You don't? Mm-hmm. No. That seems different than what you would expect. I yeah. do not. Yeah, I am definitely the person that's going to go phys- go to the yeah. physical mm-hmm. store yeah. or I want to look at it mm-hmm. I want to touch it mm-hmm. it's I mean it makes sense I would think about clothing that yeah. totally makes sense but in all things I'm just really thinking a lot about right. this the one, now. the one data point that just came to me as you were saying that is you know at least most men I know just hate to shop yeah. right like in, in where yeah, sometimes women see yes. that as an experience yeah. in it that they yeah. enjoy yeah for us it's just physically painful and so yeah i could see you know although the guys a lot of times are not necessarily uh, wizards on their phone to not have to go through the experience Mm -hmm. of the physical shopping might be worth Mm -hmm. it for them but i do i used to back when it was carney floral Mm -hmm. haven't had the privilege of helping but valentine's day i was always a i'd take the day off of work and go volunteer and help oh you shouldn't say that we'll take you up on it look out and it was so much fun because it is because 
of the men would walk in and it was like the slow walk-in a zombie walk we call it yeah yeah it was just like <laughs> what well, i've walk. never been in this it. place before they need your Where help do I so go? bad they look around they're lost yeah, yeah it is the yeah. it is the funniest thing i'm like it's just a it's just yeah. a store. Yeah, we're like, not going to bite. Okay. I, I, it's akin to a lingerie situation <laughs> where you walk in and you're like, I know I don't belong here, but I have to do this thing. I have to be in here and I just need some help. It's it's a it's a smaller version of that whenever okay, I go okay. into Carnivore because I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. I'm a child. <laughs> I love it. Tell me where to I go. Get it, I get I, it. I'll do my yeah. zombie walk any day of the week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we all love Carney. Uh, Carney's been a success for you. I, yes. I wish you you, you know thousands of years of, of more success here in Carney. Thank you. Um, and is there anything else you uh, think that Carney has done uh, as a community that has helped support you at, rather than you know give you the impetus to keep going and 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 to help you acquire the location that you're on now? Yeah. I mean we uh, we have an amazing downtown improvement board as well. Mm. Uh, I'm actually a member of it right now, sitting on on it and. Uh, uh, they do really great things. They advocate for the things that our business district needs in the downtown um, sector. Um, help us, you know, big box stores are great, but mom and pop stores might need extra help sometimes. And so there's great resources there as far as um, collective marketing, different things like that, that we oversee, as well as facade grants. Um, they find money for businesses in our downtown district. Uh, we actually received one last year. We were able to help with our new paint job. If you've driven mm-hmm. by the overpass there, you see we've changed the color a little bit. Um, and so there's funding there that helps a lot of the downtown business owners, um, building owners downtown that's maintain great. those historic buildings. Um, and so that's another great thing that our city does for us um, is the, the city of Kearney is fully supportive of all of the downtown business district and so we're very lucky to operate as part of that as well well that's wonderful yeah. okay um, now well, let's go b- back around the room start with Carson Rao not Carson Rowe um, <laughs> would you rather hit a red light for the rest of your life um, or have excruciating slow internet when the sun goes down John these questions I'm still pondering the one from my, the, that I listened to yesterday. Um, this is not what I want, but it's the right thing, and that is I'll take the slow internet. Slow after internet the after down. the sun goes down. Absolutely. Oh, wow, Brett, what would you do? I, which one do I not want or do want? What would you say? Uh, which one would you choose out of those two? Oh. Which would you rather? The, the game is called Probably Would You Rather. Would you rather? <laughs> So which, Sorry. Uh, rather, which one would you prefer? Would you <laughs> would be that, word, that word it rings better with me. Okay. okay. Um, I would also use the slow internet. I hate red lights. Red lights. And I'm um, known for driving rather fast. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually in a hurry, so red lights are a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can listen to music longer if you get stuck at red lights. But I will say if, if my internet's slow after sundown, I'll just pick up a book. It'll be fine. Good for you. Yeah. A book reader. Yeah. A f- peony lover. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Carson, water lover. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of love in this room. <laughs> a lot of love. We all love Carney. We're here. That's another episode of Carney Pie. Um, anybody else have anything to say for the cause? Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for Thank having you us. So much for letting for us coming. learn a lot about Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this is a He He Do It production. Uh, my name's John Brandt. I'm Brett. That's it. <laughs> like, share. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Hey, we'll be back again soon. Thanks for checking us out. 
everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day.